this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast i'm jee sampath the host for today's episode the much delayed tokyo olympics are finally done and dusted the indian contingent has come back with its best ever olympic haul of one gold two silver and four bronze medals the tokyo olympics have been historic for india not only for its highest ever medals tally but also for its first ever track and field gold while these are great positives there have also been near misses and some disappointments now is a good time to take a step back and do a dispassionate assessment There are two fundamental questions that we shall explore in this podcast. One, did our athletes perform to their potential? And two, does our performance at the Tokyo Olympics herald something new for Indian sport? Joining us today is Rakesh Rao, Deputy Editor, Sports at the Hindu. Rakesh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much and it's so good to be back. Rakesh to start with uh, in your opinion what are the biggest positives uh, that we take away from the Tokyo Olympics and the biggest negatives or shall we say learnings uh well positives obviously you know the most uh, the most shining aspect of our performance has been provided with that last day gold uh yes uh neeraj chopra winning the gold was very very special i mean historic in every sense um then of course the silver medals coming there and the bronze and probably this was the first games where we had medal of every hue uh in all these games when we got a gold and individual gold we didn't get any you know at least at least one or the other but this time we have a collection uh and also these uh, seven medals have come from six different events so that is also very special because before that say if we if you look back at what was our previous best london we had 6 from 4 so this time it is 7 from 6 so there is an improvement there definitely and uh, talking about the positives see medal apart medal of course most of them were expected i won't say that there was an unexpected one because even if you look at people like lavlina and uh, if you look at rahvi dahia uh people in the know of it people who follow these two disciplines were least surprised they said look they had it in them and especially once the draw was out um the draw wasn't so difficult because they were expected to be in the semi finals so uh given their uh, you know given the kind of performances they had given their resume apart whatever i think i think they were expected to do well so if when i look back trust me all these seven uh, you know people who have returned with something uh sindhu of course we all said she was a contender and yes indeed she was but if you look at the form you know leave alone that she was she is the current world champion leave alone the fact that last time she won a silver but if you go purely by form uh she didn't uh, you know offer much and especially her draw draw was pretty tough very very tough draw uh she had to uh, you know uh, really come out stronger and of course she just about made it so uh, that again i would say was great but again to continue with the you know with the kind of positive performances that we had 
unfortunately everything you know gets lost uh, you know with these uh, you know the sheen of gold or silver or whatever but there were other performances that need to be highlighted or at least underlined for me somebody like avinash sable you know if i were to take this name you know i'm i'm sure 99% of indian sports lovers would ask me who is he what does he do now avinash sable ran the uh, the 3000 meter steeplechase and set a new national record now he gave his best that's his lifetime best performance and he was nowhere in reckoning but then he gave his best remember him for that the 4 by 400 meter relay those four men raised ran the ran the race of their life and they set a new asian record imagine in the history of track and field no japanese no chinese quartet has matched that kind of you know uh, effort so you know let's applaud them let's look at aditi ashok uh you know ranked 200 in the world and uh, she stayed in contention in for the women's individual golf there fantastic performance she 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 shot subpar scores on all four rounds and of course she was uh, she was second after three days on the last day that which was the fourth day she again repeated her score of day 3 so that means her level never came down but Uh, two of the four people who were right next to her at the at the end of day 3 they performed much better than her and they overtook her so from from being second she finished fourth but you know that was probably the best advertisement for women's golf in the world because she did it on a stage where she, the person who won the gold was world number 1 the girl who took the silver was japanese top ranked player and a home favorite the girl who came third was a former world number 1 uh, and currently ranked 11th in the world now in this august company a world number 200 just decides to gate crash and make it to the top 4 i mean we have to give her some credit there then you look at uh, you know somebody like uh, deepak punia you know uh, his draw was tough uh, he was not he was not expected to be in the semi finals of his wrestling uh, wrestling uh, like you know section but he made it to the semi finals and lost to probably a very 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 strong rival he was he was outmatched there but then give credit to him for the way he fought even for the you know like repercharge he gave his best so there were a lot of heartwarming performances the girls and and also not to forget our uh, women's hockey team coming fourth again nobody expected them to go past the past the quarter finals but more than anything else i think for me the biggest moment of the tokyo olympics for me personally was indian women's hockey team beating australia in the quarter finals what a moment you score one goal and you defend that goal for i mean right through 60 minutes your goalkeeper is unbeaten savita punia was just brilliant so the world took note of a lot of uh, indian performances because they came at a stage like olympics right you just spoke about uh, the hockey team's performance as uh, as a highlight uh, for you now uh, it, hockey is also the discipline where india has got the maximum number of gold medals and going by this olympics uh, performance both of the men and the women's team does it indicate uh, a long term revival or is it a positive blip of sorts i mean have there been any kind of structural changes in the way Uh, hockey is being run that is responsible for this performance do we have a suddenly a new bunch of committed administrators that we can now assume that both women's and men's hockey can aim for gold in the paris olympics or is it a blip how would you respond to this or uh, to be very honest i mean i'll be ruthlessly honest here i think it looks more like a blip to me 
Reason being, like you said, you know, any structural changes? No, there haven't been any. I think I think our national hockey championship is one of the most ordinarily run, uh, you know, championships. There are a lot of other national championships in other games which are run far more professionally. We are not paying much attention to our domestic structure, so that doesn't that doesn't inspire much confidence to me. What's really working for them is I'll give you two reasons. One is the kind of support the Odisha government is 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 actually giving to this. In 2018, they took over the sport both men and women, and they've offered a almost unconditional support. They've got superstructure. They are bringing in, I mean, and the Hockey India also, they're they, they bringing in some top-class tournaments to India. Now, if these tournaments, for example, be it the World Cup, be it the, you know, the uh, the Hockey League and stuff like that, now, they, the Indians are getting to play at home. Now, that's a huge advantage. And also in the world of hockey, there are not too many takers for, for top class events. It's a loss-making proposition. So Indians getting that opportunity to host is actually helping the players because that, that definitely gives them an added, uh, added layer of confidence because they're playing at home. That apart, if you look at the performance of the men's team, for instance, uh, we know that you know uh, before uh, what happened a week ago, we had not entered the semi-finals of World Cup hockey or World Cup, uh, World Cup. I mean, uh, World Cup hockey or the Olympic hockey in more than four decades. So for that to end this week was special. And if that has happened, primarily uh, you should give credit to um, the coach here uh, and also the players who gave it all. Ten youngsters and they just made it happen. But at the same time, we should also not, you know, uh, lose focus of the fact that these were also the games where we suffered our worst defeat in Olympic history. 7-1 drubbing, a six-goal margin in a 60-minute match. Indian hockey team has never suffered before that. But everything is forgotten. And then again, uh, the way we played the semifinals against the world champion team, Belgium, it was a fantastic battle till 2-2 after three quarters. The fourth quarter, we took in three goals. Now, that is where I'm trying to say that we keep talking about this being the fittest team. Yes, we have to we have to put things into perspective. This is probably the fittest Indian team, but not the fittest in the world because we saw a lot of other other team, you know, other, uh, you know, like a lot of other teams much better prepared physically and and especially the match against, uh, you know, the world champions. Belgium, I think we, our fitness levels stood exposed. So looking looking forward, a lot of work needs to be done. Let's not get carried away by this. Of course, it is a moment to celebrate, you know, for, for a generation or maybe two generations. Two generations, we haven't seen Indian, Indian hockey team enter the semifinals of these two big events, be it the World Cup or the Olympics. So what had happened was that Indians not reaching the semifinals or losing early, it had stopped hurting us. There was a time, say, from 1928 to 1964, we played, we won, I think, seven out of eight gold medals in Olympics. And when we lost to Pakistan for the first time, it was almost like a national calamity. Then, of course, we we won again. But the fact here is that hockey used to have a certain space. Uh, you know, if you if you if you look at the Indian sporting landscape, hockey occupied a huge, huge, huge space there. But for 40 years, if you're not performing at the level expected, the new generation is no longer interested. 
a very small percentage of people are interested. They are following it. So maybe this particular win is going to get the focus back. Be be temporary. I, I know it's not going to last. Because as I've always maintained, we are not a sports-loving country. We don't have a sporting culture. We are a cricket-loving nation when we talk about sports. So if our cricketers start doing well again, if all the focus will turn to cricket again. So that's why I'm saying I, I, I don't read too much into it. But yes, I, I must say that this is a great performance which needs to be celebrated. Right. I Let's hope that uh, we are able to move beyond this celebration and build on this uh, triumph at the Olympic level. Now, moving on from hockey to the other uh, disciplines where uh, we had a lot of hopes, wrestling, shooting, archery and boxing. Uh, there have been a lot of sp- uh, bright sparks in these disciplines in the recent uh, past, but we've uh, uh, we've largely seen more number of misses in the Tokyo Olympics. So, what went wrong despite the huge investments, and are we likely to remedy the missteps uh, which we probably made uh, this time around? See, for me, if you look at it, uh, I mean, the the biggest disappointment came from the shooters. Now. Shooters, of course, in investment, as I think, I think I've uh, already said it once in the past, that the amount of money the government spends on any single spot here, that is shooting. I think in the last 10 years, if you see the amount of government funding for shooting, it runs into crores. So what has happened, I mean, is that, you know, in tw- uh, if you just look back, what, what, why we started looking at uh, shooting uh, with such hope, that is because of the fact that when Abhinav Bindra got us the gold, thereafter, a lot of youngsters took to shooting. And then came in 2020, We, I mean, in 2010, we had the Commonwealth Games. So, of course, we being the host, we wanted to do well there. And, and at Commonwealth level, we are pretty good. So, there we won back full of golds and silvers and bronze medals. And thereafter, the focus from 2010 till date, government kept spending. And our shooters, of course, we didn't do great in uh, Rio, uh, which was a dismal uh, show, probably the worst that we had. But what happened in Tokyo was one notch below that. In in Rio, we had two people in the final. This time, we had only one. And that too, I can't say in, I mean, he was not in the hunt. He qualified as the number one player from the quali- from the ranking round to the, uh, to the knockout. So that was his best performance. But then he finished seventh. And again, in the mixed team event where we were the hot favorites, probably if we were, I mean, a lot of people said that since we had sent two teams, we could have, you know, both these teams could have returned with something. That didn't happen. That was for me the biggest disappointment. But shooting, I mean, the shooters, they were all world-class shooters, shooting world-class scores with top world rankings. That was a disappointment. But having said that, let me just put this into into perspective here uh, two other people for example uh, in uh, in uh, what do you call wrestling you had vinesh fogat women's wrestling she was world number 1 in 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 her category she lost her second bout and she was out amit pangal world number 1 in his uh, his class boxer got he gets a bye in the first round comes and loses and loses very badly uh, and that was probably the the most, uh, I mean, uh, deplorable loss by any Indian in a contingent of 127. I think I think that uh, that is one replay which I wouldn't like to watch again. Now these are the two bad things that happen. But if you look at it, that not every world number one or the you know 
whether they were our shooters or boxers or uh, I mean one boxer or one wrestler, if they didn't do well, now we have to look elsewhere. Novak Djokovic, world number one, top top favorite, didn't win in in singles or doubles. If you look at somebody like Johannes Wimbledon, world number one in men's javelin, yes, men's javelin, he was the man to beat. and he was miles ahead of the rest of the people and neeraj chopra was ranked 16th in the world now what happened on that day johannes wetter didn't make it to the final 8 he was 9th in the final round and didn't go beyond that and neeraj being world number 16 finished of many finished ahead of many illust- very very illustrious names and he took the gold now what i'm trying to say here is not all world world number ones would always do well there will be upsets and that's what makes sports so fascinating so i don't want to be too harsh on our shooters or vinesh or amit but then that's sports for you so there will be disappointments and there'll be unexpected uh, you know like gold medals and silver medals that too has happened so let's not lose sight of that uh speaking of uh, vinesh rakesh man, man, we understand uh, i mean from media reports i gathered that when she spent more than a year maybe two years training abroad with the top wrestlers from hungary and Absolutely. Russia and you know so so this two years of training like like what could have possibly uh, gone wrong because in the match that she lost it didn't look like she was quite there you know you said it uh, sampath for me that is why i said it was a disappointing loss you know sometimes you fight well and you lose okay you can get unlucky with a with a you know with a opening move or a hold but but she never looked in that bout never and uh, probably a little complacent maybe that she thought that okay i mean i'm i'm the best here i've beaten all these girls in the past and maybe you know i can i can i can save my energies for the for the harder uh, you know bouts ahead or the tougher opponents ahead but she didn't do enough there i mean she was outplayed clearly outplayed so so maybe it was just one bad day for her but that was bad enough for the country to to say that okay i mean this was not expected similarly even amit also the way he lost um, see there is nothing there, there, there is no shame in losing but there's definitely uh, you know a sense of uh, regret or something with the way you lose uh, you know if you if you give it all for example satish satish kumar was one boxer among all the boxers who won about otherwise everybody lost their first bout four other four other four guys lost their first round thing and we were expecting that our male boxers would do something but look at satish satish goes there ha- fights his you know heart out he is bleeding he has received cuts but look at that man's guts he goes to the doctor the next morning convinces the doctor that okay please allow me to box and of course they say okay it's a 50 50 thing okay if you want to box you go he goes and boxes and gets smashed he but 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 he stands there for three rounds he doesn't get knocked out then he's he's require i mean you know there is some serious medical attention is required to get this guy back in shape but he doesn't give up now that that for me you know it is some spirit you lose yes but you are showing character you are showing spirit and that's what sports is all about so there is a difference in losing also so what i'm trying to say is vinesh's loss is something that that has to be questioned amit's loss has to be questioned but not satish's loss Right, I mean Satish, of course, presents a, a brilliant contrast to what we saw with Amit. But but people have pointed out that in the case of Amit Pangal's bout, he did he he has had uh, sparring sessions with this Colombian boxer before, and he has had problems with him uh, even in earlier uh, encounters with him. 
so therefore you know one can't really uh, put the blame on him because this colombian always had uh, post problems is that uh, a fair uh... Uh, if you are the world number 1 and you know that uh, this guy is a tough guy will you back off my question is very simple it's okay he 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 had some issues because at the back of his mind he knew that he wasn't good enough to beat this guy but the way you fight i'm saying the first round was all all good but second and third i mean i i i'm i'm actually willing to actually take a serious bet here that if amit watches that last round he won't be able to give any explanation because he he was he was made to look as though he didn't want to fight he just wanted to spend time in the ring and leave and not get too badly hit because if you go and replay again it's i mean it's it's not something i mean you don't expect a world number 1 no matter how how good or you know uh, i mean uh, how good his opponent is you still fight i mean i wouldn't have expected somebody like vijendra to, to do that vijendra would have lost to somebody like him okay fine but given the kind of character that you are as a competitor you don't back off you, you will take the blows okay you will you will lose that bout that is also fine but that sight was deplorable right right now moving on from uh, from these uh, disappointments to the positives I mean, Neeraj Chopra has uh, been a like a fantastic, fabulous success for India. So, is it possible, do you think, to replicate uh, whatever we got right with Chopra uh, in terms of you uh, know uh, doing it similarly for other disciplines and other sports? Is it a replicable formula that we can you know use widely? Uh, Sampath, let's look at what Neeraj did. Neeraj didn't perform at his best. His best was still eighty-eight plus. He got eighty-seven. twice he got 87 plus so what i'm trying to just underline here is that he got the gold medal despite doing his best because some of the other names didn't perform on that day now if you look at neeraj's uh, success formula or you say that we should we can replicate that yes to an extent yes but i won't i won't wholeheartedly say that he has the winning formula with him no that's not the case he was with a great coach no doubt and given the kind of character that neeraj has he's an army man he's disciplined he knows how to take instructions and follow them to the hilt without questioning it so he's he's a coach delight now if you take another competitor from another event with a different coach now the the way he receives instructions from a coach need not be the same now neeraj has shown the way that okay you keep your head down you keep working hard you stay fit and of course he's supremely fit and uh, he got the results possibly it could have happened that on that day neeraj also uh, you know what if he hadn't come up with a great first throw that put pressure on the entire field there now going beyond this i mean coming back to your question of can we just replicate it i don't think it's a great idea just to you know cut paste one one winning formula because that got us the gold every event every particular challenge track and field is different than swimming swimming is different than gymnastics gymnastics is different than any combat sport that you see so we we can't just cut paste it like that but yes it does give you uh give give you some kind of idea to okay we can look ahead with this kind of coaching this kind of dedicated approach uh towards the goal so yes uh what neeraj did is what he did but if you look at what uh, mirabai chanu did she was also among the contenders she went there she also didn't give her best she was she was at least 8 kilos less uh, you know less 
I mean, the weight that she lifted, but she was comfortably home with the silver medal. She wasn't even threatened to take the silver. Now, if you if you take, uh, you know, her approach, if you talk to her coach, then he'll say, look, this was a strategy for us not to go too deep because we looked at the competition and then we, th- we thought that it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't a great idea to start chasing the world record or something. We were happy with this and she did her. She gave her 200%. She got it. PV Sindhu, again, she did perform at her best. We have seen her give better p- performances. Another silver medal. So what I'm trying to say is that it's a lot depends on, uh, you know, the approach of an individual involved. Somebody cannot work too hard, you know. It's like what we used to talk about cricketers. The way the North Indian cricketers would would you know sweat it out on on the on the field, the way they used to do training during the preseason, uh, you know, months. A Bombay wala would never do that because they would complain about rain and humidity and whatnot. A Gavaskar he could he could stand and bat all day, but a Mohinder Amarnath could run miles and miles. A Madan Lal or a Mohinder Amarnath or you know, there are so many of these names, Raman Lamba. I mean, they were known for to be epitome of fitness. But when it came to Gavaskar and Vengsarkar and others, they were not doing the same. So what I'm trying to say is, what works for A need not work for B. Uh, looking ahead, uh, Rakesh, we're running out of time. Uh, so uh, how do you see India's roadmap for Paris 2024? Some have uh, spoken of, you know, possibly aiming for about 25 medals in all so that we finish in the top 10 of uh, you know, countries in the medals tally. Do you think that's a realistic goal? Uh, how do you view this? Uh, Sampar, 25 medals in three years' time, from 7 to 25. <laughs> you know, from 6 <laughs> to 7, it took us nine years and one, one games in the intervening period. From 6 in London in 12 to 7 in 21. And that's what I'm saying. We, we start looking at possibilities without being realistic. That means look at the pace that we have. First of all, 25 medals. I, I, I heard one, uh, one person from uh, the ministry uh, and he kept saying it that, you know, in 2028, we will be among the top 10 medal winning com- uh, countries in the Olympic Games. And nobody took him seriously. The reason being, when we improve and we spend money and we have this newfound focus for uh, Olympic sports, there are other nations which with much less are working that much harder. Like you, we are we are 48th out of 203 countries. And uh, what we have is not great because there are 93 countries out of these 203 who are part of the medal stack. Now, you look at some of the countries whose population is less than that of Mumbai or Delhi, and they are ahead of us. There are, if you, there are countries which were clubbed ahead of us, like three countries or four countries, their total population is less than, say, the state of Maharashtra. So there are people who are doing well and they don't have those many people to do the job. They don't have, you know, the kind of uh, fitness that is required or the body that is required. Like the famous decathlete, Delhi Thompson once told me that, uh, you know, you, 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 you know you, your country is blessed with people of all shapes and sizes, like China has. I, I keep wondering why India can't do do extremely well in sports. We don't have that luxury in England. In Great Britain, we don't have that luxury. If we need people who, who, who need to be short, for example, in table tennis and all, we don't get those people. Our average height is something that, you know, it's not great for table tennis. That's why 
taller players have to work that much harder to do well in tt but in your country you don't you don't have to even think about it so what i'm trying to say here is we still have a long way to go yes um, our medal tally looks uh, looks the best so far in our olympic history but we are long 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 way ahead from anywhere being in the top 10 so let's not fool ourselves 25 medals in 3 years time before we even think about 25 or any number first we have to look at the commonwealth games improve that number there whatever we did uh, you know in 2018 the same year we have the asian games and then assess yourself where you are 2 years from say the 2024 olympics just now whatever we say we are getting carried away we are gloating over a lot of things let the dust settle down let's let's get our sanity back and i think then when you look at the brass tacks you look at the facts give it a no nonsense look and then reassess and keep working because this is work in progress we have to pause and reflect on what we have achieved or what we have done or what we are capable of doing be realistic and don't get overly optimistic it's good to be optimistic yes but we can't lose sight of reality right we should uh, not lose sight of reality and hopefully uh, keeping our eyes peeled uh, towards what we are actually capable of and what our, what our potential is would uh, keep us on track to do much better in uh, paris 2024 thank you so much uh, rakesh for sharing your insights it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you sampath for for having me on the show it's always a pleasure thanks so much In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.